Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We are at the end of game week 14. Jake and I currently have the Liverpool-Everton game on 15 minutes in. Kind of like last week, we're recording before the game week's over by a little bit just because it works for Jake's work schedule. Apparently, that's that's how we record our pod now. But game week 15 coming up midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday. Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. And to be fair, our listeners should know I offered to pod at midnight my time, um, and you declined. So right. So so let's talk. Let's talk time travel here. Mm-hmm. Uh, midnight your time would be what time for me? Two a.m. Okay. So for those out there that think that two a.m. is a reasonable time for me to pod. Um, you can be upset with me. Yeah, then. write it in. Write in your thoughts because I feel like that is a reasonable time. Yeah, Jake, I hope they care. fucking do. I hope they do. <laughs> I really do. Uh, how was your night last night? Somebody's in rough shape, huh? No, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Uh, a Christmas party, but or Festivus party, but the the bad news is I missed a cracker of a game this morning. So. Yeah, I think that was the funniest. I kept like texting you thinking that you were watching uh, your favorite team smash Spurs in what was probably the best uh, EPL game from, from a neutral perspective and probably even greater if you're a big Arsenal fan uh, and you missed the whole thing. I, I mean, I caught stoppage time to be fair. Oh, that's so. good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great, great six minutes. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Certainly solid six minutes. I was hoping there was going to be more carnage when he put the six-minute board up because there had been some, like, some scuffles. I was hoping that was that was the time for someone to throw in, like, a nasty tackle. Uh, but it, it wasn't to be. Yeah, just uh, 30 seconds. I know this is – but what happened? Okay. Like, what happened with the – like, I saw, like, the bench, like, was involved. What? Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, like, some guys just threw in some tackles. Dyer celebrated in front of – in front of the the Arsenal oh, uh, subs, I think is what happened, and he got them all riled up. But Dyer is so atrocious, but I do like that he did that. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into the pod. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying congrats to you and me. We we crossed the uh, the ten thousand total plays mark so with all of our pods put together and i know it's not like an absurd amount for people that have been potting for a long time but for us you know it's a little mini milestone so um so congrats jake yeah that's good thanks for congratulating me yeah say congrats to me now oh say yeah, it yeah. Back. congrats congrats to you too so yeah because it's 90 percent my work uh, yeah. yeah you're right you're right you're right 95 percent my 95. work. 95 yeah um and thanks to uh, I, I did send a tweet out and some people saw it, but but thanks to the the folks that have um, helped promote our pod a little bit. There's been a lot of people, especially this season, um, some like I said, some bigger accounts, but more so even kind of those smaller like new FPL accounts that have taken the time to um, to collaborate with us and to um, share their thoughts and share their questions um, and make fun of us and hurt Jake's feelings and things like that. So so thanks to those people. I thought about making a list, but. You know, you know who you are if you've been involved, and honestly, we hear a lot of the same names every week on the podcast, and and those are some of the people. Uh, and for those of you that haven't yet gotten involved, um, do so. Right? We love we love the emails, we love the tweets. Um, it's the, the the creation of community is what makes this kind of fun. So, you have any comments on that, Jake? Yeah, I would just say thank you and for all the people that do help out the pod and write in and give us questions you're better than our own friends so yeah (laughs) that's 
okay, uh, I wasn't going to go there, but, like, <laughs> yeah, fuck our friends. Uh, you guys are cooler than them, so. Uh, okay, um, let's, uh, let's just follow up with a quick comment from last week. We are going to work on, officially are going to work on a Biceps 11. Uh, this is the, 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 the best 11 biceps in the, uh, well, I guess 22 biceps. Uh, in, in the EPL, not FPL related necessarily, but if, if we were going to make a team. So right now, Jake, who do we have? Uh, right now we have Kamara. I feel like he would be one to captain most weeks. Yep. Um, Shaq as well. Uh, even yep, though he's sure. a little bit smaller, you can't discount him for that. So no, he's a, he's a box of a man. And then another good captain choice for me is Tri- Triore. Yep. Um, and then we have Wes Morgan, and don't forget about Kalasinac. I mean, the, the long sleeve shirts make you forget, but those biceps are pretty big. What, what's his nickname? Isn't it like the uh, Bosnian Hulk? I, I've never heard that before. Do they really call him that? I think so. I think they do. So that'd be cool. Wow. That did they just? Did, is there a goal scored? What, what just happened there? Wow. Gomez with the goal line clearance. Well, My goodness, what yeah, what a true. scramble there in front of the goal. Okay, uh, so anyways, feel free to um, to send in biceps eleven players. We're hoping to have a biceps eleven team, uh, you know, together in the next um, in the next week or so. So think about it. Uh, we need some some more players to fill some spots. Um, let's get into the the FPL talk, Jake. Uh, the the cup is coming up. So for new players that don't maybe know as much about the game, Game Week 17 marks the beginning of the FPL Cup. Um, people, different like groups do different versions of cups like throughout the year. Uh, but this is kind of the official, the big one. Um, the way the cup works is uh, you, you play a head-to-head match with another manager. Now, I'm not sure if they are kind of seeding it I, I think last year it was kind of seeded like better managers tend to play um not so good managers I, I don't know about the official rules this year how they're doing it um but you play a head-to-head match and if you win the match then you advance um so we have we do have a question in about the cup and I thought we'd just talk about it briefly um so that we could you know you know address kind of this this other part of the game that's not often talked about uh do you Jake like do you look forward to the cup or do you take it seriously? Is it something that you plan for or is it just kind of something that is backburnered for you? Uh, I would say I take it seriously, but I don't plan my team around it. Um, I, I just like get excited about it and always am very disappointed when I get knocked out in the second or third round. So, <laughs> yeah, I, how did you do last year? Do you remember? Uh, I think I got knocked out in round three, but I'm pretty sh- No, it was... Yeah, I think I just got knocked out in the third round. But I think it was you who got knocked out due to chips, right? Wasn't that- yeah, so I made it, I believe it was round five when I got knocked out, which is the furthest I've ever made it. Um, in years past, the way this has kind of worked is that when the cup is about to show is about to start, uh, you'd see like an influx of teams into FPL. So like a hundred thousand new teams, 200,000 new teams, maybe even more than that. Uh, maybe even at like up to a, a half a million new teams. Basically what it is, is a bunch of managers that just make what they call um, cup teams. Uh, and then what these people would do is they would, would essentially just play uh, as many chips as they can in their wild card to try to advance past the first few rounds. Um, 
what FPL official has done to combat that is, is this year you had to have your team in by game week 14. And then I believe, and someone can correct me if I'm mistaken, but I believe they, uh, they made the rule this year that chips uh, don't count towards your score in the cup. So it's just straight up score in the cup. Um, I'm not 100% sure if that's correct, but I, I thought that was something that had been discussed, and I, I thought that's how that was going to work this year, um, which I think is is a good move because, it, I don't know, doesn't it kind of defeat the purpose if people are just making cup teams? Well, that one really defeats the purpose because then they're more likely to be using their chips to help their cup team. And then two, it really doesn't make sense when you know people are using their chips early I don't know if it necessarily is for the cup, but that really is like a disadvantage and it doesn't really make sense for that to to be used cuz that's not point the the whole point of the game. Like the whole point of the game is the full season, you know? Right. So, for those managers that just stick with their one team, it's not fair to them. Well, I would say that that's like what the cup is about, right? It's about maybe like some short-term focus you get what i'm saying like like for for the official fpl season we do focus on the whole year and kind of long term and maybe the cup like changes that up a little bit right where managers are thinking a little bit more short term for it if they're serious about playing it yeah no i agree i think it is that's why it's fun you know even if you're having a rough season or a okay season or slightly above average season you still get excited for the cup but right. i guess what i'm saying is it doesn't really make sense for a manager who's been very good and is in the top 10K and now like is holding their chips where they're going to be more useful at the end of the season. And a guy who's maybe like middle of the table is just more free free with his chips and then yeah. beat, beats him because he triple captains Kane when they play Huddersfield or whatever. So Yeah. Well, Trust the Pogsess did write in and said, best players for a cup exclusive team need to know how to program my FPL bots. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's, yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I guess like if you're thinking about, about cup teams or like what types of players maybe you want to have for the cup, the big thing is going to be making sure that you have players, uh, that you know are going to start in week in and week out. Um, and I think that the strategy doesn't really change that much, right? So that's a thing that we've been saying that you should try to have um, for your, your official FPL team for the season as well. I don't think the strategy changes much. You could, though, argue for the cup that to get through the first few rounds, you're going to pick on shorter-term fixtures. So maybe teams like, I don't know, Spurs have a nice run or West Ham have a nice run. So maybe you're picking teams based off short-term fixtures rather than their long-term outlook. Yeah, I would agree. It also would be, it's kind of a little bit hard to go with some, like, City are so good, but you'd be worried, like, that they come in for, like, a little bit. Like, didn't Dilva play, like, not even 20 minutes yesterday like that would be a little harsh but yeah for sure um okay so just something to think about it's starting in a a couple game weeks here um more of just a fun thing and if you get lucky you you keep keep moving on um i did want to add some legend to the legend that is bobby love uh he posted a picture on twitter from three years ago and he made a bet with some of his friends he said if jamie vardy scores against man u this weekend i'll get chat shit get banged tattooed on me uh apparently vardy did score it happened and he has that tattooed i think it's on his forearms 
No, well, you know, that is quite the legend. Um, the more and more I learn about Bobby, just the, the better it gets, is what I would say. Yeah, Bobby's definitely, yeah, he's, I wonder what he has tattooed on his ass. You think he has something on there, too? Maybe. It depends if he made another bet against Southampton this week, so. Chat yeah. shit get banged. Yeah. <laughs> if Stuart Armstrong scores against me, or scores against Man United this week, I'm going to get a tattoo on my ass. You should get so. chat shit get banged on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so. So. Uh, okay. Rob Steffen wrote in uh, after the pod last week, what's with all the sniffling? Rob, I was sick. Okay. Fucking sue me, man. God. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, is it's usually me. It's usually like I drink like too much coffee or something and I eat Tabasco sauce in the morning. And I'm just sniffling <laughs> everywhere. But... You don't do that. You don't eat you don't eat Tabasco sauce in the morning. Yeah, I mean I usually do. So In your coffee? No, with uh with eggs. Uh, okay. So I well, feel like tasty. I get like yeah, I feel like that actually makes my nose run right before the pod more frequently. Oh, God, Rob. Rob's mad. You know, he he demands high quality. Yeah, well, I, next I time we'll you. just replace you, I guess. So, oh, fuck off, you're Jake. sick, you're out. <laughs> okay, um, one more non-FPL question from Mark. He wants to know a little bit more about us, Jake. Uh, and so he says, when you and Jake shared a room at college, and then he has four questions, should we bang through them quick? Well, yeah, read the questions, all four, and then I have a statement, just like a single sentence that sums oh it God. up, and then you can all right. go. All right, here we go. Question one, what was your first impression of each other? Question two, who got better grades? Question three, who had more success with the ladies? And question four, what was the funniest thing that happened? All right, All right so Jake, Mark, make your statement. Mark, I can answer those first three questions in one sentence. Whatever you're thinking is the right answer for the first three. <laughs> Fuck off, Jake. Because you know they're thinking like, yeah, Jake probably got better grades. Marco's, <laughs> Marco's fucking dumb. Uh, God, damn it uh yeah you're right that probably mostly works doesn't it yeah we did hate we did kind of hate each other in the beginning so yeah yeah i didn't i didn't um i didn't take to you very well um yeah that's fair i didn't obnoxious. take to you either yeah yeah so and we get opposites attract you know we grew on each other yeah so yeah. still there, better than you at fpl always will be uh that's debatable so what oh. was what do you think the funniest thing is though i think the I think the funniest, the funniest, there's a couple funniest things. Uh, the one time that you smashed the bag of uh, sun chips because I was making fun of you. That was really <laughs> that was funny. A good one. Yeah. yeah, Jake, Jake uh, does not like sun chips. He smashed them. Uh, the other thing that was really funny, I think, was the, um, the party our senior year where you, you chugged a bowl of alcohol, not a shot. <laughs> oh, Everyone yeah. else did a shot and you poured like uh, a bowl's worth of alcohol liquor into into your bowl right and then you drank the whole thing that was also really hilarious yeah that's true the rest of the night made that made that worth it so yeah, yeah. that was like last night's christmas party okay <laughs> let's uh let's get a little more serious here um how is your team doing this week the game the game week's not over you still have a couple guys playing uh you have alexander arnold and sala but you regardless of how they perform today uh, you had a banger of a game week didn't you yeah, uh, currently I'm sitting at 61 points. Um, lots of returns from my defenders, Duffy and Doherty. Uh, so got pretty lucky there. Also got my captain choice right with uh, Raz right now. So And I think he got two bonus points. He did, um, yeah. yeah. So pretty good game week. Oh, and I also uh, double 
Crystal Palace clean. Help me. That was bad. That is just insane that you had a double Crystal Palace clean to me. Yeah. Uh, Hennessy came in for Patricio. Wolves' defense has just been looking bad, and uh, I still have Obi-Wan. So. Uh, I, I think I might actually bring Obi-Wan back in because Bennett didn't play for me this week. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you need to. Their defense is pretty good. They've cut the <clears> clean <throat> against Man United, too, recently. So. Yeah. It's like for like 4.2, right? Both of them. So could just yeah. be easy. Yeah. So. Um, okay, cool. Uh, I'm currently on 38, so I'm not doing so hot. I've got a, I've got a couple points coming in for subs, and I have Robertson, Alexander-Arnold, and Salah playing in the match right now. So I'm hoping for, you know, if I can get one return between the three of them, I, I, I think I'd be pretty happy. Um, two returns, and I'd be quite ecstatic. So, you know, we'll see how that works out. I, I don't really... Um, I don't know. It's always hard with these these derby matches, right? Like to know exactly how they're going to play out. There's so much high energy, and um, so so we'll see. Uh, but going forward, I'm feeling pretty good. I have two transfers going into next week. I do have some pretty serious problems of three guys basically that don't start on my team. So I'm going to need to uh, I'm going to need to sort that out this week. Yeah, just do what I did and spend a transfer on a player that you know is going to play next week, and then he doesn't start. So that's what I was that Martial. Yeah, Martial. So yeah, yeah. you couldn't win. I told you you couldn't win with that I transfer. Know. I know. You, I know you told me, and I still I thought for sure, you know. But nope. Okay. Uh, let's look just at the leaderboard really quickly. I know that not everything's updated, but because last week we we also kind of potted a little early, we didn't talk leaderboard. So I'm just gonna quickly hit the top ten. Um, we have a, a couple new names of people that are in there. Um, so 10 uh, is Neil Kura right now on 880 points. That's the, the 10 spot. So for, for those trying to break into the top 10, 880 right now is where it sits. Jordan Pierce at 9, 8, James Richards, uh, 7, Arnie Marius Haugen, Homebrew FC, uh, 6, Fripe Pearson, AC, U, Foot Off U, um, Five, FPL Dare. Uh, four is the Art of the Dive pod. That's me. Three is Lone Wolves. Uh, two is 2CB, Andrew Bladen. And still at that number one spot is Matt Frisky, the Kyote kid. Um, having a, a decent game week will probably stay up there because he's at, at 921 overall points before, just after yesterday, right? So nothing is updated from today. Uh, so that's the that's the game. The, the leaderboard right now, we'll see kind of how that that uh, is sitting after these midweek games, which are probably going to be kind of crazy. Yeah, definitely. That's well done by him. I feel like he's been up there for a long time. Yeah, he's having a great season. Um, all right, so the game week, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a ton of stuff on here for us to chat about for the game week. Um, it's it's a tough game week. We're getting into that time of year where where things are um, are challenging because we've got three FPL game weeks in uh, nine, ten days, ten days total. So um, some of the teams have a little bit more rest than others. Um, some teams played Champions League this last week, midweek. So it's a it's a lot of games. That's how it's going to be through most of December and into January. Um, so there there was a ton of rotation. A lot of players were were put on the bench or were brought off the bench or guys started that we weren't expecting uh, to. And, and that's how it's going to be going forward here. Um, you know, I think we'll maybe start talking a little bit about City. Um, you know, Aguero was, was put on the bench and Jesus came on. Apparently, Aguero picked up a little knock. Um, and now Pep is saying that 
he is not going to risk Aguero, um, which is kind of, to me, code for like he might not play midweek either. Yeah, no, I, I would be worried if I was an Aguero owner. Um, it's concerning. The question is, what do you like do about that? Like, Besides getting rid of him, do you just go super low or do you go up or stay kind of in the same price bracket and that's the, that's the tougher question i feel so yeah i think a lot of people are looking at kane and obama man yeah uh for replacements both teams have um i think decent fixtures i mean spurs especially have very good fixtures coming up um so so those are, are two guys in that similar price range that um a lot of people are interested in uh we'll talk a little bit more later in the pod about you know this whole should you have a premium striker thing? Um, you know, I think we've talked about this quite a few times on the pod that I'm, I don't see the value there, but, um, but we'll talk about it a little more because we have a question later on it. Um, okay. How about the Arsenal Spurs match, Jake, that you missed? Is oh, there anything man. that we can take away from that? Like, you know, two teams with, with great assets, um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about trying to get into Tottenham's attack, possibly. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily, like, see it at the moment, but I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Well, it's it's tricky with them because I do think Kane is their most likely goal scorer, but he costs so much. I, I do think it's a tough argument to bring him in because even though he scored a goal against Arsenal today... That's not really that, like you said, there's a lot of um, cheaper forwards that you could pay for that got the same results this week. Like even Wilson got a goal against Manchester City. Um, So that's hard. But then the one thing I will say is their offense is good. I mean, I know Arsenal's defense has not been solid, but they held Liverpool to one goal um, away, like at, at Emirates. So I do think... Spurs have the second most potent attack right now. Um, Arsenal maybe tied with them or third, I guess. So I do think these two teams are more likely to score goals than even Liverpool and and Chelsea right now. So I think that's the interesting thing to me. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. I mean, so Spurs currently, if we look like at their XG stats in open play, um, they're, they're currently at... 18.7 expected goals in open play and they've only scored 13 goals so it kind of suggests to me that they're you know either they're unlucky or they're just underperforming in those open play situations um, and that maybe that means there's more goals to come especially against lesser opposition here yeah and and again like you were saying both of these teams have pretty good fixture runs so you can't even argue like, oh, they're playing more top-of-the-table teams. I'd, I'd rather just stay away. I think now is the time to get those players in. The, again, the tricky thing with Arsenal, too, is there's really only two players that you should be interested in, in my opinion, and it's Lacazette and uh, you know Pierre, Obama man, because they're, they're two players that are playing consistently for, for Arsenal, and that's just what you want right now, so... Yeah, uh, although, I don't know, are they playing consistently? Like, there's been some times when Lacazette and Obama Man have been have been rotated. Um, and to me, that's, like, kind of a scary thing. I, I don't know, like, if I look at their minutes here, I'll just quickly look. So, Obama Man um, has played in most games, but there was, like, a little stretch where, like, 
He's pulled off early in game week seven. He comes off the bench in eight and nine. Pulled off early in game weeks ten and eleven. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still, you know, he's still scoring lots of goals. Does that concern you though? Like the minutes with either of these players, or? Well, it's funny because coming in, yes, I was more. I'd be more concerned about Obama. Man, he was getting more goals, but his minutes seemed a little bit more limited, and he also was playing not quite a striker role except lock when Lacazette was out for his groin injury so yeah I was more concerned but he's like one of those players kind of like Martial to me where he just keeps performing and at some mm-hmm. point you have to be like oh maybe I should get him in but again the price isn't fantastic so I think there's other options which is why the season's so interesting so. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me about Obama Man is so right now he has an expected goals of six point six, um, and he has an actual goals of ten. Um, and if you look at like his history, he tends to perform right around his expected goals every single season. So he's um I think he was he's been described uh, as like a, a volume player where he gets a, he creates a lot of opportunities because he gets into dangerous areas. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's like a great finisher. Does that kind of make sense? No, it does make sense. But I do. I I mean I don't have the exact stats up from last season, but his conversion rate was pretty good, and it's again pretty good this season. So maybe we're being a little bit more harsh on him compared to like a few other players that we've had more seasons of them being in the EPL, right? Like we only have two seasons for him to compare right now and he's done well in both so far. So, yeah, I guess I should, and I should be careful with the whole minutes argument too. I shouldn't scare people away with that. Um, Cause like, for example, Aguero this year has 955 total minutes played and uh, Obama man has a thousand and thirty total minutes played. Um, So I shouldn't, yeah, I should be careful when I say that, right? Because he actually plays more minutes than Aguero. Yeah, I think the problem is there's just no forward that plays on a top-level team that just is guaranteed 90 minutes except Kane. Kane's the only one. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. But. All right, so that's Arsenal. Is there anybody on Spurs that you're interested in? I mean, there's been talk by a lot of people of of, um, of possibly bringing Ali in. Uh, you know, people maybe that can't quite uh, stretch for Kane but want uh, a Spurs attacker, and so they've maybe been looking to Delhi. Um, you know, he he had some injury issues earlier in the year, but he is said to be to be healthy and fit. Um, you know, he only has two goals on the year and one assist. Um, you have to have to think though right with his history of scoring that he is going to uh is going to kind of get going again like at some point in the year yeah i mean i think he's a decent punt option is what i would put it because to me it's like you need to have sterling right now sane is just i would rather have sane than ali He's pretty similar in price, and he yeah. should have had two assists yesterday. And it, it, you know, the game before that, he did wonderfully. Um, his underlying stats are like surprisingly very, very good, especially when you compare it to per ninety. Um, so to me, those two guys come come first. Then, you know, you're thinking, well, also, do I have Salah or Hazard? I guess that's the player that you maybe would consider switching up one of those players, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. But um, I don't, and I don't know if this. Do you think under stats updated Tay? But I'll just 
right now Sané has five goals, five assists, um, and he's only played in 676 minutes. So Yeah, that's insane. That's insane, and we know he's going to get the minutes now. I mean, he's not rotation-proof is what I'm saying, but with Mendy out for a more extended period, you have to think he's playing five out of six games for them. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. Um, okay, just two more quick topics, and then we'll take a, a short break. Um, how about West Ham? So West Ham has this this pretty incredible fixture run coming up, um, and, and a lot of managers are starting to look into that West Ham team to find kind of like affordable options to maybe free funds up to do some other things. Uh, the two big options that people obviously are looking at are Arnie and Felipe Anderson. So I wanted to start with Arnie quick. So last week on the pod, we talked about how Arnie is hurt. And as soon as we got done talking about that, um, it was reported that uh, he is he is no longer injured, um, that he's not dealing with the, the bone bruise, I guess, anymore, which is, um, is good to hear. I like Arnie like as a player, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that he's, he's doing better. Um, the other player then, like I said, is Felipe Anderson playing mostly on the, like a wing for them or like an outside midfielder who's also been quite bright. Um, you know, these, these players, we actually had a question from somebody who, who asked that somebody asked about, uh, oh, uh, Marvin, the gooner who I don't, I don't know that he's wrote in before. Has he? No, I don't think so. I think I'd remember that. So yeah, Marvin just asked: Is West Ham double up with Arnie and Anderson too much? I thought that was a good question. I mean, you know, they're they're both in that they're both at about seven, right? Uh, yeah. Which is a, a nice little price range. Um, if we look at their advanced stats, Arnie's averaging three point one sh- shots per ninety. Felipe is averaging one point five shots, and Arnie's averaging one point seven four key passes per ninety. While Felipe Anderson is averaging about two. Um, I know we've talked about these guys quite a bit. Uh, does hearing that Arnie is healthy, does that like make you feel any better about about him as a player? Not after watching and doing a little research from yesterday's game. Um, oh, do tell, Jake. Do tell. I, I just like watching a little bit of the extended reviews and just seeing like how Chicharito was playing up top with him. Um, and how many more chances Chicharito had in the last game? I just still think Arnie's not a hundred percent. I think it's a lie. Like I just, I think he's good enough on that team that even when he's not a hundred percent, he's going to play. But to me, like bringing Chicharito in up top is just saying like he needs help. He can't do it alone. An assist is great, but I do think that two West Ham players are too much. And honestly, I would probably lean toward Felipe if I was going to have one. Hmm. If I was like doing a wild card team, I I actually considered Felipe yesterday or b- before I brought in Martial because I was looking for a player in that range. But I don't want both. But if I'm stuck with one right now, I'd rather have Felipe. But I will say his underlying stats aren't as good as Arnie, but. I think right now he's just healthier. Yeah, I guess. So let me just pull up really quickly. Felipe Anderson's, they're just their last stat, the last game. Um, Sorry, my computer is very slow. Okay, so last game. Um, Arnie, this is, was really a telling thing to me. Like when I was looking kind of at, at his stats, he had zero shots in the last match. Yeah, that's what, it's not good. It's I mean, I don't care if you tell me he's healthy. It it depends how he's actually playing. So, 
Yeah, I, I'm i surprised by that, too. And I, I wonder maybe if it has to do with Chicharito playing alongside him. Like, maybe Arnie is kind of, kind of peeling into the midfield or peeling out wide to create more space. And Chicharito, kind of the poacher that he is, stays in and around the goal. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. So, to me, it's like I would... I'm considering even with his good fixtures, like when do I get rid of him? I just feel like there's other things I need to address first. And he's on penalties still, I'm guessing. So I'm I'm just kind of hoping like Felipe dribbles into the box and gets taken down and he just trickles some some points for me the next few games. So Yeah, I'm still considering him. I mean, I'm my goal is to get to three of these like medium low price strikers. Uh and currently I have uh Wilson and uh, Kamara is the problem with Mitrovic. So Kamara needs to go because uh, he's, you know, he's just trickling some minutes here and there. So I'm, I'm looking at possibly uh, at possibly getting Arnie in, but I, I don't really know. Maybe Jimenez instead. I guess I got to think about that a little bit. Yeah, Jimenez got another assist. I mean, a lot of people knock him, but for the price that he is, if he just keeps returning like this, that's what you want for that price. So yeah. Okay, last question uh, before the break. Hazard. Uh, back playing. Sorry, says that he is healthy. Uh, followed that comment up with, though, that um, that Hazard can't play game week in and out. Uh, you know, 10 games in 30 days, I think, was the comment, that that's just not doable. Um, you know, had, a, had an okay game today, picked up an assist. He had four shots, uh, two attempted assists during the match. But the question becomes, can you continue to hang on to him, especially when you have players at cheaper prices like Sané, if you don't have him in your team, performing at such a high level? Ugh. That's a tough question. I feel like I'm going to have to like review his game. It was 4 a.m. this morning, so you know, I was going to bed from my Christmas party at that time. Oh, I'm Jake. <laughs> I stay out late at parties. Uh, I just... I can't get behind it with what's been going on recently. It's just you're paying too much for that. So it's definitely the player that I'm strongly considering dropping to Sané for. So that's just yeah, my mean, first impression. Yeah, I guess for me, like I look the next two games, Wolves away and then Man City. Uh, you know, I could I, I can see it as like an easy move just away from him just because those two fixtures are kind of tricky. Yeah, it's not like they have great fixtures right now coming up. So it, it's like, I don't care even if you're getting an assist and one goal a week. I I can get that with Sané or I can maybe risk that with even Ali from Spurs. Or So it's like those guys are cheaper. Why not go with them for the short term? It's just hard to go back to Hazard if he gets back in that crazy run of form so that's the which risk. he will like at another point in the season at some point he's going to to be really solid again right where five or six game weeks he's gonna bang like an absurd amount of fpl points he does it every year yeah exactly and i don't know if um this is what other a lot of other teams have but i still will have Salah for a bit um they go against burnley and Bournemouth um, their next two games. So I feel like deal with Hazard first because he has worse fixtures. And then if all of a sudden I do want to bring Hazard back in, I'm I'm literally dropping both Hazard and Sala. It, right. But I'm doing it in a way where I can cover and bring Hazard back in if I want to. So, Okay. All right. That's what we've got, Jake, for the game week. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have writing questions, and we'll talk a little bit about captains and our plans. 
for the next game week. Stay tuned. I'm going to be honest. I'm not surprised at all that you're whining about everything. Ugh. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's all just you put do. that in just for, for Mark, you know. That's what we did. We just thought, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jake's a whiner. You know, Mar- Margo just... Marco's got a huge dick. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, different it. girl every night, you know. <laughs> oh, so. yeah, that was me. Oh, yeah, so... More like three different girls, because I'm so cool Dude, like Mark's going to know that's a, a lie. They wouldn't He's all not. fit in a college Mark doesn't door know me. Mark doesn't know me. Mark I'll, doesn't I'll know... I'll call you out on that. So. I'm going to edit this part of the pod, so all it sounds like is like you being like, yeah, that happened, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Okay, we're back. In the second half of the pod here, we've got a handful of questions that we're going to pound through, uh, starting with a question from FPL Lane. Lane strikes again. Guys, team in crisis had two frees, Don Aguero to Rondon and Kennedy to Sterling. Now I want to do Mahrez to one of the following for a minus four. Dilva, Martial, or Son. Or any other mid under 8.7, who should I choose? Also looking at Bilva or Felipe. I have Arnie, so not keen on a second hammer, though. So it sounds like making the move from Mahrez to another player under 8.7. Uh, is there someone in that bunch, Jake, that you like? Or maybe someone's little sneaky, cheeky pick that you got there? Yeah. Wait. I'd also, are you calling him FPL Lane on purpose to make fun of him? Because it? Yes. Okay, okay, I was just trying. Jake, making... goddammit, how, this joke has been going on for, like, two months. Did you yeah. just, did you just catch that now, or? No, no, I mean, I just, I figured, like, he would start to get irritated, but I guess he still writes in for it, so, you know, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. the way the joke works is that I read his Twitter handle as Lane one time. He immediately wrote, wrote into us saying, my name's not Lane, it's Ian, and then whined, proceeded to whine about it for, like, three weeks, so now I just call him Lane on purpose. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted the story brought up again. I, you also I drink you much. also said you hated him at one point. Yeah, I rem- I do remember that. So, yeah. So. Okay. So let's just be clear on what's going on. Who's the hater here? It's you. Yeah. So I guess what I would do is I'd probably bring in Matic. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. So Lane Matic is going to be what you want to do there. Yeah. Uh, I think. Wait, first, wait, two frees now. Okay, so we're just picking one player under 8.7, and he's trying to stay away from Felipe. So I think Sun's a cheeky pick out of the group. Uh, got an assist today from you know for diving, so <laughs> like faking everything. So you I just hope he gets to, suspended. Yeah. You just wanted to get that in. Yeah, I did want to get that in. No, I do think that he's... He's the most interesting player. It's just, again, minutes with him is always risky. I think Pochettino even said, like, oh, just because he's had some good game weeks doesn't mean we can just play him nonstop, basically. Yes, that's a loose interpretation, but that's basically what he said. The other issue there, though, that Poch was kind of alluding to was the, um, the whole Asia games thing here. So um, Asia games, like, I think it's end of December, beginning of January, uh, if, south korea make the semifinals, i believe then he'll go i think that was the agreement um so so that's a that's an issue right because that means spurs are gonna have to manage his minutes so that when he goes on international duty and plays you know two or three games or whatever ends up happening there 
um, that he doesn't basically get run into the ground so that he's usable when he comes back to Spurs. Okay, like three things. First of all, okay. I didn't know that, so that's very useful. Second of all, like, what's, what is with these Asia? How many Asia games can you play? Like, I think it's the Asia games, or it might be World Cup qualifiers or something, but it's oh, like, it's okay. really weird. It's something strange. I don't know. Okay. And then it's like, can we have like these America games? Can like the United States host more games? Cause our national team's terrible. So they need to play more, like, or, you know, get put into our army or whatever so they have a little fear of god in them i don't know <laughs> a little fear of god. that's the issue with the, with our team though like with south korea they're like yeah son if you don't come play uh you have to be in the military for the rest of your life and with yeah. our team yeah they're just like they tell our players to come back and they're like mm, no i don't think so yeah well i do think the safest pick though to get back to the question I- probably dilva but he is a he's a lot more expensive <clears throat> so that's kind of the hard thing he's at that 8.7 price range and to me it's like where can i find that extra 0. 0.6 to go up to sane i feel i right. i personally feel so um i think martial is the safest because i do think that this was Kind of like his rest week. Uh, yep. Mo probably thought Southampton. We I can actually even win this game. <laughs> jokes on, jokes on you, Mo. So. <laughs> jokes on you. Um. So I do think Martial's going to play a lot, and they have pretty good fixtures besides a match against Liverpool coming up. So I do think he's probably the safest. So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a good answer. I I agree with you. I think um, you know, I would personally of that little bunch i want would want dilva the most but i totally see the issue with like rotation kdb coming back gundawan healthy bernardo silva healthy that midfield is going to be constantly rotated now uh and so i would probably be looking at martial of that little bunch plus he's a little bit cheaper so I, i like that too yeah but all those players on man city again like they're good because like even Goondoggy scored a goal yesterday. Like, it doesn't no, matter true. who you have. They'll probably get a return. It's just you don't know what week they're going to sit and which week they're not going to. So there's that issue. And then the question is, do you have bench coverage? Because if you do, that's more solid. I feel right. like then you can be like, yeah, I feel fine going with this because if they don't play or if I'm worried about they're going to rotate this week, I have a good player to fit in. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so next question we've got from Mark is again here. Uh, is this cane time or should we avoid premium forwards as a matter of principle? So let's, let's look at, let's look at the second part of that question first. So, so he said, is this cane time or should we avoid premium forwards as a matter of principle? Let's look at the second part of it. Um, I have been advocating for, and Jake, you have a bit too, maybe not putting so much money into our front line. Okay, now that's not to say that having a premium forward uh, is impossible, right? Or that it's a bad thing. I'm not trying to say that. It's just more an issue of team structure. Um, I, this year, have decided to put a lot more money into my defense. Uh, and so that money had to come from somewhere. The, there's a lot of really high-scoring quality midfielders. And so that money basically had to come from uh, the forward position. My thought process is that the forwards are rewarded less from an FPL points perspective in this game uh, because they only get four points for goals instead of five uh, and they only get or they don't get clean sheet points so they're basically missing out on points from week to week 
Um, so my thought is that I want my premiums to come from the middle. Now, I'm not saying that there's there's not ways to, to do that otherwise. Um, if your team structure is set up, for example, like we said earlier, that let's say you have Aguero right now, then maybe it is cane time for you. Uh, but if you're like me and you're working with three cheap forwards, there's no way I'm going to waste transfers to try to get there. Yeah, I agree with everything there. It's like you said, the the key thing is that if you get a goal from your forward, you're excited, right? Like that's a pretty good thing. But when you're paying that much for Kane, you need more than a goal. You need a goal and bonus points at the very least because he costs so much. And everyone knows it. Like we're just talking about all these other midfield options. It seems like whoever you plug in, like your your most hated player, Matto, scored a goal this week. <laughs> Felipe God damn scored it. a goal this week. <laughs> like uh, Sané got an assist. Sterling got a goal. Hazard got an assist. It like doesn't matter. Who you and all those players are cheaper than Kane, so they all mm-hmm. outperformed him this week. Um, so yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, let's bring in Kane because he needs to get double returns for you to make it happen. And also in the back, like you said, you have cheap, cheaper. Even like Alonso, he's almost half the price of uh, Kane. But a clean sheet's a clean sheet, and it's six points. So right. it's just as many points as Kane for half the price. So. Yep, and I think that that's the big thing, is just the whole idea of value on the pitch. Um, that said, Kane, I think, has looked a lot better now that Ali and Erickson are mostly like back and healthy. Um, and, and so that definitely does help his case. Uh, one of the issues with Kane, one of the concerning issues, was that he wasn't maybe producing as many shots like as he was last year. Um, and now he's starting to, to get a few more against Wolves. In game week 11, he had eight. Uh, and then he had three against Crystal Palace, five against Chelsea, and another three today against Arsenal. So, you know, he's, he's certainly, we know he's going to be in dangerous areas. Uh, we know that there's a chance that he, he's going to get goals and he's on penalties and Spurs have a lot of attacking players that draw penalties. So that's always uh, positive as well. Um, I just personally don't necessarily see the value with premium strikers, unless like you said, they're, they're kind of getting like multi-goal returns uh, often. Yeah, I will say I'm slightly considering it for Arnie because Arnie is just a concern for me but it's just it's hard to get away from those great fixtures as well um Mm. and just I but also it does depend like where you're where you're at in your league and what your goals are because my goal is to try to make up ground so I do think Kane's an interesting player to do that we should probably talk about that I mean, he's still owned by 22%, but if you're bringing him in, you're probably captaining him. Um, He seems to kind of rotate a little bit with Sterling. Um, Not fantastic, but when, like, Sterling's up against Everton, which is a little bit better of a team, like, Kane's up against Burnley at home. So, like, you could go Kane, and then the next week, Sterling's at Crystal Palace at home. Um, and then Kane's away at Everton. So, like, maybe a Kane-Sterling combo is a differential for some players. Why are you trying to make up ground, Jake? Uh, I maybe took a minus 80 earlier this year. So, But I will say after the end of this week, I will no longer be last in our league, and it's not just because our friend joined and named his team Pumpkin Spice something (laughs) i did pass two other two other teams i think nice good good job by you jake uh 
yeah, Mark also commented on he tried to to hook us up with the Three Amigos podcast, which is one that I'm not really that familiar with. Um, it's an, it's another FPL podcast, and they do um like manager spotlight pods where they they like they interview managers. And Mark messaged them and saying like, hey, you should get the, these guys on the pod. And then Mark had the audacity to proceed with saying that you took a minus eighty just for for ratings for pod ratings yeah i assure you mark that was not for pod ratings even though you you would think that would be the smart thing to do so i really thought mark was a good guy you know and now i just kind of feel like you know he's kind of attacking us and uh you know he doesn't you don't know us mark you don't know well i under festivus period's hard people are a little bit more on edge getting (laughs) you know we we take the brunt of it that's kind of our role like sniffling can't have that you know, <laughs> lying about how we're pushing our pod into more positive thinking, you know, and all that stuff. I can see why people get irritated. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, Mark Mark did ask another question, and this is a good one. Uh, many people are wildcarding this week, and next, due to the fixture swing, uh, what is the best advice you can give them? So people are, are kind of calling this period the, the fixture swing, and I think it's because, like, Spurs and Arsenal have, like, nice, nice fixtures kind of coming up, and there's a lot of congestion, and I guess... I mean, in terms of pieces of advice, we, we kind of give the same advice every time anyone asks this, but just at this time of the year, it's it's playing benches. Um, you know, I, I would go back to saying that maybe you evaluate your team structure. Like, do you really want a premium forward? Could you, could you maybe downgrade your premium forward and then go in favor of some, um, you know, some, some of those mid-price midfielders and maybe rotate some of them? Um, you know, I would be looking at, at some of those questions and then on the defensive end, definitely be asking the questions about fixtures. Like, you know, where can I get some value? You're going to want a couple premium defenders, probably somebody in pool, somebody in Chelsea, but maybe there is some value in some of those teams like West Ham defenders or, you know, Juan Basaka or something like that. You know, these kind of like lower price guys, maybe they can enable, uh, you to afford, you know, a, a couple premium midfielders or something like that. Yeah, I agree. It's also how much are you going to overhaul your team? Like, if you're not going to make that many changes, you might as well just save your wild card because it's going to be more useful toward the end. Um, but yeah, I think if you're changing ten out of your fifteen guys, maybe maybe go for it. Um, you're going to get hurt toward the end if you need to make another switch or. Well, during those double game weeks as well. Well, no, no, no. So this is this would be people that are wild carding um, their first wild card, right? Because oh, no, none okay, of us have okay. received our second wild card yet, Jake. You oh, have a pot. True. Remember, yeah, yeah. that's how the game works. Okay. Wait, wait. When do we receive it? I thought it was soon. It's at the halfway point. So. Oh yeah, yeah. We do have I think a little. It's like bit game more. week twenty. I think it's going into twenty four, or is it going into twenty five? I can't remember how they, you know, which one it is. But yes. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, then I think yeah. If you're overhauling still i guess that's the way i would look at it if you're changing maybe six to seven or more players then go for it but yeah yeah okay um man go na capitane uh another new writer i think what do you think about sterling captain plus aguero vice captain set and forget with sane dilva or laporte as the third man city player uh i like that do you? I mean, as long as Aguero's playing, that's the only issue. He has a little knock right now. I mean, let's just put the injury stuff aside. I think that's fine. 
Yeah, do you think there's any chance that both of them don't play, I guess, is the question. Actually, well, midweek here, yes, right? Like, Sterling yeah. has, has not sat for a while. Uh, I could totally see Sterling. In, fa- in fact, I would almost go as far as to say I expect him maybe not to play. Is that is that dumb to say? No, I'm I'm also, like, kind of worried about that. So that's... Yeah. But I, I don't necessarily think that is set and forget because when they're playing against top four sides, I still think there might be better options out there. You still might want to have that third player that's in their price range, like whether it be uh, Kane or Obama man, like maybe you can try to have that guy ready for that off chance captain so that you... Uh, I just... Three premiums though, I just don't like that. I, I kind of more... I more prefer the idea of like having two premiums and then a guy that's like... I don't know, like, you know, like a guy in that price range like Martial or Dilva or something like that that you could you can switch to in an emergency situation. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I ha- I've had three premiums and it hasn't really hurt me. I've been getting green arrows recently, so I don't I don't know. It, oh, well, aren't you the best player ever, Jake? I'm not saying I'm the best player. I'm just saying I, I don't think three guys like that are com- – it's completely a terrible option because so many – cheaper price defenders are doing well enough and keep i mean look at everton they're like doing they're doing well against liverpool they've kept some cleans recently people in the in the fpl community are like whoa silva's been bad for so long at coaching defending he can't do any of those things and look at him keep cleans game in game week in and out so you know Digne and and keen are two defenders that are really cheap that you could pay for to to give your give your team a chance to have three premiums. So, and like you said, they're the forward options, your other forward options don't have to be that expensive. So hmm. I guess you're kind of speaking reasonably. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and invest in that Everton D. I'm sure that'll, that'll pay off. Well, uh, well, whatever. If they keep a clean against Liverpool, that will be I, like three in their last five game weeks. So, yeah, I mean, are you, like who else are you? I Manchester uh, City can't do that. They gave up a goal that to Bournemouth, true. so that is true. I don't think it's wrong. So okay, all right, all right, Jake, don't get so defensive. Like, calm down, okay. calm okay. down. Okay, sorry, I just got riled up there. So. Yeah, okay. Bud asks uh, best Spurs option in the back. We haven't really talked about Spurs in the back. Loris, Trippier, somebody else. Um, so let's look at Spurs uh, in the back. So. I would say that, I mean, Trippier is coming off uh, of a little injury here, so he should hopefully be back soon. The The great thing about him, is, as we know, is that he takes a lot of the set pieces, a lot of the corners. Um, he, his service is a huge attribute to him as an FPL player. He's also come back down a little bit in price. I think he's at 6.1 right now. Um, great run of fixtures. Of course, the concern there is the rotation. So, uh, Poch likes to rotate his outside backs. Um, and so I would definitely be, be concerned about potential rotation with him, especially coming back off an injury during the Festivus period. Um, and I don't know, what about Loris? Have you, would you consider like going to Loris in the back? Mm, no, not after they yeah. gave up four goal, four goals to Arsenal. I mean, I, they do have a good run of fixtures. I just think there's so many better i think like allison is a cheaper or not cheaper excuse me a better option that's a little bit more expensive or you should just go cheaper yeah it's it's an interesting differential if you're you have the 
like maybe two free transfers and you just want to use one or use both but use one in a little bit different way um but i i agree i think trippier would be the player i'd want but it's just concerning coming back from an injury yep he just is like you want a defender that gets up into the attack and he's he's the one that does it and he takes free kicks so if i was going to go with one and he's healthy that would be the way to go okay yeah i agree with that um Shar97 said thought on Arsenal forwards. We've kind of already talked about this specifically. Laka as an Aguero replacement if you can't afford Kane. Do you think like... So we didn't talk a lot about Lacazette though. So maybe we can just briefly... um, We can briefly kind of touch on that. So that is going to be an issue that some managers are going to have. They can't reach from Aguero to Kane. And Laka is a bit less expensive. Um, Currently sitting on six goals on the year, averaging about three shots per 90 and 1.25 key passes, um, and has an expected goals of 4.34. So so outperforming his expected goals by a little bit. Um, But but would that be like a reasonable option to just reach for Lacazette instead of Aguero and then save a little bit of money? Ugh. He just like hasn't. I, again, I feel like there's better options lower down that are going to keep right. up with Lacazette. It's not like he's that guy that can give you like just a crazy day. It seems like he like trick tickles. Oh my gosh, trick tickles. tickles. Ooh, tickles. Tick- Ooh Lacazette tickles some some balls once in a while. Ooh. Yeah, no, I mean like a goal a game is great, but I, I just feel like there's other options that can get you that. So why not free up more funds? Also the, the debate is, is he even the best player on that team to go with? Cause you have a guy right next to him that is cheaper than Kuhn right now that has 10 goals. Right. Uh, right. It's hard cause his like shots per 90 are lower, but his XG's higher. So right. I, yeah. So. I uh no I completely agree with you. I mean, if when I look at the when I look at other strikers uh that have similar amounts of total points right now, I mean, you see like Jimenez has two so Lacazette's at 65. Jimenez has 63, Murray has 60, Arnie has 59, and then above him Mitrovic at 66, um Wilson at 80, right? These guys are far cheaper uh but are have very similar um you know, product that they're they're putting out now. Like it's likely that that in the, by the end of the season, Lacazette may outperform um, may outperform him. But uh, you know, that's not to say that 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 makes him a better pick, right? Um, so I think that that he's he's a little too expensive for me. I would probably just go a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I do think again he's a pretty good differential. Like, I mean, he's owned by less than 10% of teams and he's got right. after Man United Huddersfield home Southampton away Burnley home that's like a dream I think yeah. Huddersfield is the worst out of those three now they're playing a little bit better but still really good so yeah maybe short term you could try it but then I would be looking to change him as soon as the fixtures get a little bit trickier and again like I said he's had one game game week so far where he's gotten two returns and it was against Fulham so it's just like not that fantastic. I mean, I mean, I think you look at a guy like Wilson, he's probably had more than one week where he's had double returns. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess we could, we could put that asterisk like at the end of every statement, right? Like 
if you need a differential, this guy could probably be decent. Right? Yeah, I do. I do feel like I'm on repeat like this, but that's kind of goes along with Mark's question. Like, is now the time to wild card? And I think it wasn't, yeah, now it would wasn't. Be a oh, that's Mark's question. Time, yeah, good time to wild card. I I do think that the fixtures are changing enough where you could make up ground if you go a little bit differently. Like, let's go. You know, still keep your Manchester City attacking assets in a way, but maybe not Aguero. Maybe more midfielders, and then maybe bring in like an Arsenal forward or or Kane and go with another Spurs midfielder. Like, now's the time to do it. Well, but but I don't know if now is the time, Jake. I guess that would be my concern is, like, during this Festivus period, is now the time to be, like, taking some risks with players? My thought, I'm a, I mean, and I say this all the time, but I'm a pretty conservative player. My thought is more like survive through this absurd amount, density of fixtures and, and get through it and then kind of, like, Okay, now where am I at? Now I can maybe take some risks. Yeah, but don't you think Kane's the most consistent, like, 90-minute guy in the league? But No, no, no. I think Kane's fine. Yeah, he's fine. But but I'm saying, like, some of these other players that when we're saying, like, oh, well, maybe as a differential, you know, like, don't we want to play safe right now? But I guess Arsenal, to me, are a little bit different because they're in Europa. Like, I feel like Emery's not going to be worried about their last Europa game. They just need a draw. Like, I think yeah. he's not going to waste his forwards like Lacazette and Aubameyang because they're in the top four as well. Like, he's not going to waste them in that game. Like, he'll, mm-hmm. he can get away with starting some of Arsenal's, like, players that you never see in the EPL and still get results, so. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying there. That makes sense then. Yeah. Okay. And again, I'm not saying get rid of your Manchester City assets to do all this. I still think you need like Sterling, right. Sané would be a good option, and maybe a defender, but or yeah, even so, Triple City, like another a, a Silva. Yeah. So that would you're be not, awesome. You're not, what you're saying is you're not advocating for getting rid of the best players in the entire game. Yeah, that's, so, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So it kind of goes along with what we've said. It's interesting if you if you would truly just have triple pool defense triple city attack and fit in some different pieces like i feel like you'd be flying game week and game yeah. out right now so. interesting little experiment team wouldn't it yeah so yeah. okay uh last question emma fpl how to build a performing bench especially with cheap defenders please now we have so much cash tied up in midfield is it time to replace the wolves defense uh, should we be looking at different goalkeepers for for the next part of the season here? Emma's also the one that said to be nicer to Jake. So I don't know if we should really be, you know, answering her questions or anything. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we can, you know. Do you want to go yeah, first? You, yeah. You would. You would. Yeah, I'll hit it first. Um okay, so building a performing bench. I guess the the first big question that I'd be looking at is like, Jake, are you sniffling? Yeah, I did sniffle. Yeah, sorry. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, Rob God, is going to be so, so pissed. Long, so God, long. Damn it, Jake. Right at the end. Uh, um, okay, so the first thing that I'd be looking at is like, obviously, when we're talking about a performing bench, the, the first thing is just players that play. So like right now, I made, I've made i I've not fixed this problem that I've had with uh, Kamara on my bench. So he, he has played the last two game weeks, getting me one point in each if I needed that. Uh, but what I'm saying more is having starters on your bench. It's a really tough balance because we want to have guys that 
are coming in that can give us a couple points, but we don't want to leave too much money stranded on the bench as well. We also, I mean, and this is more of just a mental thing for me, I don't necessarily want to have selection headaches every single week. I mean, variety is nice to be able to pick different players, but like, I don't want to be stressing over, oh, who should I start this week? I can't figure it out. Um, I know some people say that that's a good problem to have. I, I don't really think that. I think that my my starting, I should have, you know, nine guys or 10 guys that I know are going to start every single week, regardless of my matchup. And then maybe I'm rotating a, a few others. So to start, you know, can you get starters coming off your bench? And can you limit the amount of money that you're leaving on the bench? That would, to me, would be a performing bench. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. And I think I can, t- I, I will be a little bit more specific. I agree with all those statements. So, and then you can kind of fit in the pieces, but I, th- I think fixture run is definitely very important for defense this year. It, it just seems to make a, a really big difference, except for like your top level guys, um, like on pool and, and city, like they're, they're pretty good against everyone. So, to me, those teams, like right now, maybe considering a West Ham defender. Sure. I still like an Everton defender when they tend to face easier teams. They've been keeping cleans recently. Uh, I would try to get rid of Wolves. Their defense has just been atrocious. Doherty's hard because he gets so many attacking returns. Uh, that's why I've just kind of held him. Um, because even when they don't keep cleans, he's still got a good chance for an assist or goal. Leicester have been actually quietly a much better defensive team, but the problem is their fixtures get a little bit rough. I think they go Fulham, which is fine, but then they have Spurs, Chelsea, and Man City in their next four. So that's yeah. it's hard, but if you can look at the fixtures and be like, oh, each week I'm starting you know, three or hopefully four defenders at least um, against teams that are at bottom of the table and not scoring a lot like Cardiff or you know what have you then yeah I think that's a fine way to go you just again have to make sure that these guys are nailed on on those teams so yeah I think that's that's fair and um just the last part of that question was was goalkeepers for the next part of the season I mean my my big thing is I just wouldn't be wasting transfers on goalkeepers um they all score like pretty close to one another um I mean, with the exception of like a few of the the top kind of premium priced uh, players. So I don't know. I, I just right now I wouldn't be using transfers on goalkeepers because of, of all the rotation that's going on elsewhere. Yeah, that's fair. I do think uh, Fabianski would be the the West Ham player I'd get in. He's he's got fifty three points on the season, which compared to. Ederson, who's leading, you know, he's at 70. Um, but the next closest is Allison. He'll probably, I guess if he ends up with a clean, will be similar to Ederson. But I guess next closest then is like Keppa, Hennessy, and they're only eight points ahead of Fabianski. Right. Um, and West Ham have the best run of fixtures. So I do think by the next eight or so game weeks, he's going to be probably in the top four of goalkeepers just because West Ham still face a lot of shots. They, their offense isn't fantastic right now. So they will win games like one, two, zero. Uh, right. He'll still get safe points if he doesn't keep a clean sheet. So that would be my shout. So, okay. All right. Let's, um, 
let's kind of speed it up. We're running long, so let's speed it up and and just hit a few things really quickly. Uh, captain for the week. I mean, the the big hitters: Salah, Sterling, um, Hazard, uh, Kane. You know, against Southampton, I think all like super legitimate options. Is there somebody that you really like in particular? Uh, I'm a little bit worried again, as we've said multiple times about fixture pile up, but I, I was on Sala. Sala has been my plan for this, even though it's away, it's against Burnley and they've just been rough. They've um, been giving up so many shots too. Yes. And I think Sterling would be like on there for my team, those two guys. So, but I am worried that like, could both those guys not play completely and that would be an absolute disaster so yeah it's true they they could potentially um you know Kane I think is obviously a great pick at home against Southampton especially after they got schlacked against Arsenal uh you got to figure that they're they're going to want to bang a few goals to to get that bad taste out of their mouth yeah yeah I agree I think if I had Kane I would go with him because he's you know the most likely player to start and play 90 right Okay. Um, have you thought about like your plans for the week? I mean, I think I might actually just make some moves like tonight. Um, I'm looking at probably dropping Hazard out of the team because I don't want to have three premiums, uh, and then I have to solve one of my problems. I have um, three like non-starters in Bennett, Kamara, and Barkley, and I think one of them is going to go so that I can strengthen up my bench a little bit. Yeah, I'm also in in the dropping of hazard idea. I just don't know if I want to keep him at a higher priced midfielder um, and then continue forward with Wilson and Arnautovic, which when you look at fixtures is fine, but Mm -hmm. Arnautovic, you know, Arnie just scares me. So like the other option, and I know you're going to make fun of this. Here we go. uh, Is to drop very low with hazard um, and then go up to, to Kane. I I am considering it. Like I don't think it's a wrong move at this point well, in the game. Go so. do it then. Do it then. Yeah, I may. So I have He's... to see what lower price mid is worth it to me. And you know that's where, you know, even if I drop down to like a guy like Madison, I I don't think that gives me quite enough. I I literally would have to sit and do the math for a minute. You're you gonna know? do a two. You're gonna do a two for one on me. You're gonna bring Madison in, and then you're yeah. gonna bring Kane in just to piss me off. Yeah. No. I'm I. One, just to piss you off when, like, they both return, you know, great game weeks. Madison gets two assists and a goal, and, you know, you just, you yeah. Know. Kane Can't has three wait. penalties. It'll be great, so. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Do it. Do it. Okay. Right. <laughs> what was that? Uh, I just dropped my phone. No worries. Oh, nice. Okay. I hope it's broken. Uh, where can people follow us, Jake? Make it quick. Uh, okay, so they can follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive Online, DiveFPL.com, and Facebook. Okay, and they can download our pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Player FM, the Pocket Cast app, anywhere where you find your podcasts, we're there. We will be there. Uh, to end the pod, Bobby Love wrote in, do you and Jake buy each other presents for Festivus? If so, what's the worst gift that they've got you? Have we ever gotten each other a gift? Uh, well, well, Bobby, I've gotten a gift for this year, so, but he hasn't gotten it yet, so hard to say if it's the worst one, but I guess it's, you know, I don't know. I don't it's a surprise, you got me a surprise gift? Yeah, I got you a surprise gift, so. Oh, I, I totally, I totally got you something, too. Yeah. I've, I, well, should we exchange the gifts that I didn't get you, I mean, that I got you, um, on the pod? 
Yeah, I guess we can. So hmm, that'll be fun. Okay. All right. Well, Bobby. Um. Yeah. Stay tuned for that, Bobby. Stay tuned. Chat shit. Get banged. Uh. Anything else, Jake? Uh. Just enjoy the festivus period. A lot yeah, of it's feel, uh, stress, but it's a good time. Well, it is fun because there's a lot of games, but it is stressful, right? Because like all these rumors constantly are swirling, like about players. You just have no idea who's going to be in, and who's going to be out, and but it's all good. I guess that's kind of what makes FPL fun. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's wrap it up. I'm Marco, and I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive.